Welcome to the All Arts Radio Hour, a weekly array of arts programming with an eclectic mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more. Where I'm supposed to say that it's okay That you and her are still friends I'd like to think that I'm the kind of girl Who'd just be cool with that And not overreact I wish I could take the high road And I wish you could stand in my shoes one time when she's looking at you with her man, I do anything to get him back, guys. And she's looking at me like I'm the reason for every little tear that she's crying. I could use your arms around me, preferably when she's looking at you with her man, I do anything to get him back, guys. When she's around and brings up all your little inside jokes, I'd laugh, but they're not funny. And I'd appreciate it if she wouldn't call you that nickname that she gave you, honey. When we're alone, I never feel like this. And I curse this jealous bone I'd like to beat her with. When she's looking at you with her man, I do anything to get him back, guys. And she's looking at me like I'm the reason for every little tear that she's crying. I could use your arms around me, preferably when she's looking at you with her man, I do anything to get him back. But baby, what we got is a situation driving me a little bit out of my mind Before I go crazy, baby, kiss me one more time While she's looking at you with her man, I do anything to get him back, guys And she's looking at me like I'm the reason for every little tear that she's crying use your arms around me preferably when she's looking at you with her man I do anything to get him back looking at you with her man I do anything to get him back I didn't even know you guys when you were dating but if looks could kill I'd be dead. Thank you. I 
feel better now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome to Songwriters Under the Covers. Oh, a feisty crowd. We have such a good show tonight. I have two of my dearest friends here, uh, starting with the lady on my left. She has had an amazing platinum country music career. She has, uh, with her number one singles, over 15 charted songs on the charts, which is a very hard thing to achieve. Um, she's won multiple awards, including the ACM New Female Vocalist of the Year, where she was up against some very tough competition. <laughs> and she won curses. <laughs> um, as a songwriter, she's also had songs recorded um, besides her own projects by people like Richard Marks, uh, Brad Paisley, Indigo Girls, Mindy Smith. And then uh, she wrote a book called like, like Me, Confessions of a Heartland Country Singer that really, I mean, she's an, she just bared her soul and became a best-selling author because of this book and just really was an amazing impact on so many people. And then she became the subject of a documentary that you can watch everywhere that also won multiple awards. She is uh, an activist. She is a wife. She is, a, I would think she would say her favorite thing to be is mom to her two twins, George and Everett. Please give a warm welcome to my friend, Shelley Wright. Thank you. You know, I write my own intros. It's very interesting, right before I get on stage. <laughs> so of all the guests I've had, this guest I've known the longest. I think I met her when I was 18 or 19 years old. Shh. <laughs> we were going to do that one more time. I think I met her when I was 10. <laughs> in the 80s. In the 80s. And we both were working in the New York piano bars. And we became friends. And we used to swap sheet music so that we could play other songs. And we both really wanted to be a songwriter. And we dreamed really big. And we worked really hard. Eventually, I went off to Nashville and had success. And Shelly went off to California, where she just dominated the pop world for so long. She has had songs recorded by people like Celine Dion, Ed Sheeran, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, uh, Natasha Bedingfield, uh, Meredith Brooks, uh, Christina Aguilera, just uh, Britney Spears. If I kept going, we'd go on and on all day. She really is one of the top, top, top songwriters in this business. Um, and then I guess she also had a moment of, of boredom for a minute, uh, because in 2017, she wrote a book called Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. What is funny with the confessions? Confessions, confessions is the thing. That's what songwriters do. I guess so. Confessions of a Serial Songwriter. And this garnered her a Grammy nomination for Best Spoken Word. First book. So yes, quite amazing. All this while, while being a mother to her daughter, Layla, who's here tonight. Please welcome my friend, Shelly Pikin. Thank you, everybody. I have to get the two Shellys on the show. How fun is that? Power. It's going to be so confusing. Shelly Power. First of all, I think I should write a book. I'm feeling really out of place. Confessions of a Shelly Shaw. It's a long book. Sing a song and tell us a story. So um, this was my first number one song. And um, it was also the first number one song of the millennium, which oh. makes it 20 years old this month. Um, you know, it's something. It's a story. Wait, the first number one song of the millennium. Yeah. That's yeah, huge. 20 years, wow. Christina Aguilera. 
And um, I gave myself a gift in that for, my, for the 20 year anniversary of my first number one, I decided to record it and put it out myself. So it just came out last week. And it's a great version. Um, it's, I can't reach the same notes. So the key is a little lower and I actually had to write the, rewrite the bridge because if you could envision where she goes on that bridge, it was just impossible for me. And that's okay. It's okay. And this is actually, um, was inspired by um, my husband, then boyfriend, giving me space when I was trying to get the courage to move from my beloved New York to Los Angeles. And we long distanced it for three years until I finally listened to somebody when they said, if you're happy, you take it with you wherever you go. So I went, and we are still together. And, um, and yeah, are you going to play this with me? I'm going to give it a go. Okay, so when I speed up, just speed up with me. You got it. Okay. Okay. I want to thank you giving me time to breathe like a rock you waited so patiently while I got it together while I figured it out I only look but I never touch cause in my heart was a picture of us holding hands making plans and it's lucky for me you understand yeah it's lucky for me you understand what a girl wants what a girl needs Whatever makes me happy sets you free And I'm thanking you for knowing exactly What a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever keeps me in your arms I'm thanking you for giving it to me There was a time I was blind, I was so confused I ran away just to hide it all from you you knew me better than I knew myself They say if you love something, let it go If it comes back, it's yours And that's how you know It's for keeps, yeah, it's for sure And you're ready, you're willing to give me more Yeah, you're ready, you're willing to give me more Than what a girl wants, what a girl needs Whatever makes me happy sets you free And I'm thanking you for knowing exactly
Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It's amazing. What an amazing time in music that was too at the uh, at the turn of the millennia. That crazy and the it's video for, for that <laughs> held all the other chick singers up to a standard. <laughs> it's true. Christina Aguilera knows how to move and dance and I was uh, in Nashville making my videos and my label kept saying, "Can you do more like sexy?" Like I was like, "No." <laughs> Can you take off more clothes? Right. <laughs> you know, that was kind of part of the part of the thing you know totally. we were kind of pinup girls too but uh, at the heart of who we are um, is people who sit in a room and like to write songs and I'm s- just have to say I'm so glad to finally meet Shelly Pikin in person Aww. and um, you're you know uh, it's a Shelly amazing. love fest it is and Victoria and I Feeling we do go mutual. way back we do. love it we go super during the back. ACM awards when we were up against each other. We had to do a shoot for a fashion for a magazine, Country Weekly. Right. So we were up. There were three of us nominated. It was Lisa broke up. Lisa broke up and 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 I yep. and and I think back then they wanted to see if we girls were going to fight about something. Right. And Vic and I just hung out. And we were like we just totally <laughs> fell in love. Yeah. And she did my hair for the shoot. She was like, Oh yeah, that was the first time I'd ever heard that expression. The higher the hair, the closest to, closer to Jesus. I did. Um, but Victoria and I hit it off, and I, you know, I was talking about Victoria behind her back earlier today. <laughs> I've never met a person who doesn't meet Victoria and fall head over heels oh, in love please. with who she is. Stop. She's the best. And we'll be editing this part out. And I'm honored to be here with um, a great musician, local musician um, that, that I love playing with. His name is Chris Biesterfeld. Um, please make him welcome. He's going to play, play a little bit with me. Yeah, go grab your guitar. So, so Nashville's kind of a tricky town, you know. Everybody goes there to make a record and write songs, and uh, it not everybody gets a chance. And I got really um, my first couple of records that were on Mercury and A and M and Polydor Records, like didn't go gold or platinum. They went cardboard. It was nobody bought them. And then something just kind of unusual happened in that I got signed to another record deal in a major label. And, you know, that just didn't happen back then. It was kind of one and done. And I lucked out and got to sign a record deal with uh, MCA Records. And um, I worked with uh, the great Tony Brown uh, and Buddy Cannon and Nora Wilson, some legendary producers. And uh, I had an idea for a song that I wanted to write with a hit songwriter that Vic and I know very well, Gary Burr. So this was the first song. That, and Gary's written a, a thousand hits that you know, and I've recorded several of his songs, but uh, this is the only one that he and I uh, wrote together that I actually recorded. It's called I Already Do. Yes, ma'am. You know what's so funny? What? I even learned things on my show. Gary's my best friend. Didn't re- know he wrote that song. You didn't? No, I just learned something. Yeah, so, I mean, Gary, back then, everybody wanted to write with him. And, uh, you know, he's a genius and a generous uh, writer, and I, I think about the things I learned writing with Gary every time I read a song, and Pat Alger. I think but they both taught me a lot of different things, but Gary, every single time I read a song, he crosses my mind. And uh, it's a song I'm really proud of, that it wasn't a huge hit. It, I think it went to 20 on the charts, but it's a hit in my heart. It's called I Already Do. To try so hard to make me fall 
song um we're going to uh, shelly's going to play the piano on this I one am. you are i love that we've I'm got so multiple instruments look awfully pretty well lit Thank there you. so tell us the story behind this song um this song i'm going to play is a song i wrote with Guy roche and um i wrote what a girl wants with Guy roche as well and um it's about a guy that i was head over heels with in college and he almost loved me he almost said it he almost got there and never did and this was years after college Guy and I would get together and just have song sex we called it and see what 
we came up with, and we came up with this idea. I made a list of things that this guy almost did, but it never happened. And thankfully, we finished it that day, and Brandy uh, recorded it and had a semi-hit with it, which I'm happy about. And then Mark Wills recorded it in Nashville. So it wasn't meant to be in a box. And um, it's called Almost Doesn't Count. Um. Almost made you love me Almost made you cry Almost made you happy Didn't I, didn't I Almost had me thinking You were turned around But everybody knows Almost doesn't count Almost heard you saying You were finally free what was always missing for you You found it in me But you can't get to heaven Half off the ground well, Everybody knows Almost doesn't count Well I can't keep on loving you A foot outside the door I hear a funny hesitation of a heart that's never really sure I can't keep on trying when you're looking for more than all that I could give you than what you came here for I'm gonna find me somebody not afraid to let go I wanna no doubt be the kind of man you came real close But every time you pick me up You only let me down And everybody knows Almost doesn't count I can't keep on trying Looking for more than all that I could give you Than what you came here for Maybe you'll be sorry Maybe you'll be cold Maybe you'll come running back From a cruel, cruel world Almost convinced me You're gonna stick around but everybody knows Almost doesn't count So maybe I'll be here Maybe I'll see you around Well that's the way it goes Almost doesn't count
What a great, great song. Oh my gosh. And keeping with the piano theme, Shelly, you're going to play piano on this one, right? I, I am. So you all ready? You're all set? I'm ready. Great. Take it away and tell us a story. Tell us a story, Shelly. Well, um, so I come from a military family. My grandfather was in the Big Red One in the Army. My father was in the Navy during Vietnam. And my brother uh, was in the Marine Corps. And I wrote this song uh, about 17 years ago. And I just want you to know I've never played it on piano since the day I wrote it. Um, it this is the first time since that I've played it on piano. But it... Um, so I, I got lucky enough to go play for the troops after I first started having, having success uh, in music. And it was always something that was kind of who I... I just wanted to make my family proud and really support those military folks because um, it's a hard life they live and hard what their families do. Um, so I'm as you know patriotic as the next gal. And... Um, I was lucky to get to go over to um, to Iraq and Afghanistan after uh, in 2003, right when the right when you know the, that conflict began. But right before I went over there, my brother was about to be deployed, and he sent me. Uh, he said he called me and said, "Sis, I sent you a letter." And I was like, "What?" My brother's never mailed me a piece of mail ever in his life, and I did after he was gone to the Middle East. I did get an envelope, and I opened it up, and there was a round red Marine Corps sticker in it. So I went down and put it on the back of my vehicle. Then I went to Iraq, did a run of shows over there for the troops, and I came back with a, you know, a lot, and uh, that's a lot of experience. Uh, it's one thing to watch a war zone on CNN, but it's quite another, or PBS, um, but it's quite another to be there and to feel it and smell it and taste it and hear it and know it differently. So I got back to Nashville, and a, a woman flipped me off. Uh, she pulled, up, pulled me over <laughs> uh, at a red light, and she pointed to the back of my vehicle. I had just one sticker on it, and she said, your war is wrong. And I was like, but I, wanna, I wanted to talk to her and tell her about the questions I had about the war, but I wanted to tell her about my brother, and I, it was my brother's sticker. And Anyway, she sped off, so I went home, and I wrote this song. Um, and I didn't do anything with it for 16 months until I went back over to Iraq, and I started playing this song over there and asked the guys and gals over there, you guys want to hear a song I've never played for anybody before? And they're like, yeah. And I did it. And every night till about 2, 3 in the morning, I'd stay up and sign autographs and visit with these guys and gals. And they all said, you got to record that song. And I said, nah, I want to keep it you know, between us. I don't want anyone mistaking my affection for the troops. And at that time, there were a lot of country artists recording songs about... Uh, patriotism that had never recorded it, had never done a show for the troops before. So I liked this thing I had with the troops. And then we were playing a place called Fob Summerall. Uh, and it was, oddly enough, the home of the Big Red One, my father, my grandfather's in infantry division. And a young man after the show, it said Josh Henry on his, BD, on his fatigues, and my grandfather was Harold Henry. And I said to him, hey, we could be cousins. He said, don't say that, we won't be able to date. Anyway, he said, you got to record that song. My mom would love it. And uh, we flew the next day on two Blackhawks uh, to what would be our last show of that run at Camp Taji. We got a phone call as we landed at Camp Taji that Josh Henry had been killed in the line of duty. So I went home and uh, recorded this song.
I've got a bright red sticker on the back of my car Says United States Marines And yesterday a lady in a minivan Held up her middle finger at me Does she think she knows what I stand for the things that I believe Just by looking at a sticker For the U.S. Marines On the bumper of my SUV See my brother Chris He's been in For more than 14 years now Dad was in the Navy during Vietnam Did his duty and he got out And my grandpa earned his Purple Heart On the beach of Normandy And that's why I've got a sticker for the U.S. Marines on the bumper of my SUV But that doesn't mean that I want war I'm not Republican or Democrat But I've gone all around this crazy world Just to try to better understand Questions, but I get to ask them because I'm free. That's why I've got a sticker for the U.S. Marines on the bumper of my SUV. Cause I've been to Hiroshima and I've been to the DMZ. I've walked on the sand in Baghdad Still don't have all of the answers I need But I guess I want to know where she's been Before she judges and gestures to me Cause she don't like my sticker For the U.S. Marines on the bumper of my SUV So I hope that lady in her minivan turns on her radio and hears this from me she picks up her kids from their private school And drives home safely on our city streets Or to the building where her church group meets Yeah, that's why I've got a sticker For the U.S. Marines on the bumper of my SUV
Semper Fi, Semper Fi. That's a hard one to follow. <laughs> thank you, Shelley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, so emotional. All right, so everybody has to leave the stage now. Because um, I'm going to bring up, you know, last season I was doing another hit songwriter surprise jumping up. But this season I decided to talk about emerging artists because it's kind of cool to see, you know, these professional iconic writers and then see tomorrow's stars, uh, songwriters and artists. So, and I get to work with a lot of young, talented people and I really enjoy it. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Now, four years ago in New York, I was at um, Birdland, and uh, on a Monday night, there's an event called Cast Party, which is like a Broadway open mic night, and lots of different people come in. And these twins came in, and they sang that night, and they were really talented and very nice. Uh, they were 14 at the time, and we exchanged, and they, they, knew, they knew who I was, and we exchanged emails, and I introduced them to my daughter, and they became friends, and they lived in Chicago, and they started to email me a lot. We'd like to write with you. We'd like to write with you. We'd like to write with you. I mean, they were very persistent. They actually weren't obnoxious. When I give lectures at schools and stuff, I always say if you can learn the art of being persistent without being annoying, that's the most important thing. And they weren't annoying, but they were persistent. And about a year went by, and they would start to talk about that, you know, we're writing now, we're writing with here, you know, these people, we're writing with that people. And, um, you know, they really, I could tell they were really doing their work. And I decided to give it a shot. So uh, I'm going to let them tell the rest of the story, but we have uh, been writing ever since. I'm very proud of them. They are a big 18 now. Um, very talented. Like I said, they are twins. They are lovely. And please put your hands together for Carly and Martina. nice people. How are you? Okay. Thank you so much, Victoria, for having us, by the way. This is so cool. All right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so um, we wrote with Victoria first when we were 15. <laughs> and we were so nervous. We had like this giant sheet of concepts and song titles and little hooks because we wanted to show that we were prepared and that we were like ready to go. And she was really polite. She listened to all of them. She liked some. And then she gave us her idea. And it was awesome. We were like, oh, this is perfect. This is so relatable to us, to all of our friends, to like every girl in the entire world. And then Martina came up with this really cool bass line. And, um, and Victoria and I started riffing off of that. And the song just happened really fast after that. And then several months later, she took us to Radio Disney. And we were at the meeting with the big Disney executive. And we had to like perform in front of him to show him, oh, yeah, like this is the song. We can play it. And this is like the scariest thing to ever happen in a meeting. The, the piano stand broke. My heart like dropped. It was we like, so bad. If we can't set up a keyboard, we cannot perform for this guy. He is waiting. He is ready. And she's like, you know, making conversation with him. And we're just sitting here like, hey, Victoria, this is broken. And we couldn't fix it. And somehow she was able to like maintain conversation with him, saw the problem, somehow like in one swift motion, fix it. And the meeting went super smooth. And it ended up being the number one most requested song on Radio Disney's Total Request Now chart for um, six weeks straight. So thank you, Victoria. Thanks, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the song. All right. 
trying to apologize, but he's just drunk. Yeah, he's playing with your head like a spider in his web. You know you need you give it after a while. Every time you give an inch, you want a mile. Brings you up, brings you down like a merry-go-round. How long you gonna let him play this game? We should be pulling in all night. Kicking at Coachella and bare feet, party hopping like we're famous, making all the A list. It would be a shame if you stayed home. So block his number and enjoy the summer. Do 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 do. Always colder than the slush in your hand. Gonna fade away faster than your tan. Yeah, he's cute, but so what? Haven't you had enough? This guy is just so bad at being good. Bad at being good. There's other guys who treat you like he should. Pulling all nighter at the beach, or kicking at Coachella and bare feet, party hopping like we're famous, making all the A-list. It would be a shame if you stayed home. Coachella and Bevy party hopping like we're famous, making all the A list. It would be a shame if you stayed home. So block his number and enjoy the summer. Pulling in all nighter at the beach or kicking at Coachella and Bevy party hopping like we're famous, making all the A list. It would be a shame if you stayed home. So block his number and enjoy the summer. His number. Enjoy the summer. Go to Coachella. Don't be a bummer. Enjoy the summer. So block his number and enjoy the summer. Block his number. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do do do. Guys. Carly and Martina. Thank you. Well, I don't want the party to end, so we'll keep a couple more songs going, okay? Um, I'm so excited Hi. about this next one. Hi, did you, what did you do? Get a cappuccino back there? What did we you do? Talked. You, you talked. We got it all figured oh, out backstage. Because I need some answers. Pals. Really? You know, I was thinking, people who are watching this show out in TV land um, are going to be going, wow, look, they're all women. Look, they're all women. No, they're all songwriters, you know? It's like, it, they're just all songwriters. They happen to be women. You know? It's got to be like, we're going to get past that point where it's like, it's an all-female show. No, it's, you know, we are no sex. We're musos. We're That's songwriters. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's we're just... song sexual. <laughs> just happens to be that we, it happens to be that we can write songs and make babies. 
You try that. Yeah. You try that. And do it in heels, That's right? That's right. <laughs> it's so, we're so lucky to get to do this. And it's one of the things that, Vic, I've always admired about you. Your passion for songwriting and telling stories has never waned. It's just like still... Oh, you're there was bo- a week it waned. Trust Did me, it? There was a waning week. But for the most part, no, I agree. But I, you're born to tell stories and the world's a better place for it. Just thank, thank you for having us on this show. All these lovely comments. Am I sick? Is there something I don't know? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, you're good. Fine. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So you want to tell a story about this song? Sure. Great. This is a song I happened to write after 10 years of writing what we used to call album cuts. And this was back in the time where you could write album cuts and make a living on album cuts and without ever having a song on the radio. You didn't have to write a big fat single because albums sold and for every record, every physical copy that sold, a songwriter, if they wrote a whole song on it and published a whole song, which was unusual, but if you did and the record went, the album went platinum, which was not unusual, you could make like $80,000, $90,000. What? So, oh. come on, you know that. So, you were there. So, um, I don't remember the 80s. If you I... co-wrote a song, that was, that was cool too, because if you had a few of these, you could sustain a livelihood. I was living in New York. I was having a grand old time. Um, physical copies aren't happening anymore, which is a whole other conversation on how songwriters sustain livelihoods. You really need the big single. But my ego needed the big single too after 10 years of writing album cuts. And it just felt like everybody around me was having these big singles except for me. And I was introduced around this time to a gal named Meredith Brooks and a dear friend. And she was, she had a band together in LA. She was playing around. I went to see her and I thought, duh, um, she needed a song. And I needed to write a song with a gal who would not take no for an answer because she wanted to get that record deal. And I saw her play and I thought, this is a no-brainer. So um, I was driving home one night from a session uh, and I was in a real funk. And um, I was thinking about all the rejection and the competition and that everybody was getting lucky except for me. And I had this thought in my head and I st- as I stopped at a light and blew a couple smoke rings out the window. I stopped smoking when I had you. <laughs> and I had this thought. And the thought was, I hate the world today. <laughs> and I'm going home to this great guy, and God bless him, he loves me no matter what, even though sometimes I can be such a bitch. Then I thought, wait a minute. I called Meredith in the morning. She was over in the afternoon. We sequestered ourselves into a little writing room, and we didn't come out until we were finished. I'd say it was the best song sex I ever had with a woman. Maybe the best song sex I ever had. And she called me the next day and said that she got a record deal because of our song. Oh, wow. And that... 
Capitol Records were getting all their ducks in order and we were going to have a big fat hit and she must have thought I was the biggest Debbie Downer because I didn't believe her. Until six months later, I'm driving down the canyon listening to K-Rock with you in my tummy and I hear the words, I hate the world today. And it was surreal. So to this day, every time I hear a song that I wrote on the radio, which is not that often, because I can't stop listening to Yacht Rock. I pull over and pay attention like it's never going to happen again. Will you play with me? I will give my best. Thank you. That's my story. That's a good one. So good to me, I know, but I can't change. I try to tell you, but you look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath, innocent and sweet. Well, yesterday I cried. You must have been relieved to see the softer side. I can understand how you'd be so confused. I don't envy you I'm a little bit of everything All rolled into one I'm a bitch, I'm a lover I'm a child, I'm a mother I'm a sinner, I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your hell, I'm your dream Nothing in between, you know You wouldn't want it any other way Take me as I am This may mean you'll have to be a stronger man Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous And I'm going to extremes Tomorrow I may change And today won't mean a thing I'm a bitch, I'm a lover I'm a child, I'm a mother I'm a sinner, I'm a saint not feel ashamed I'm your hell, I'm your dream Nothing in between, you know You wouldn't want it any other way Just when you think You've got me figured out The season's already changing I think it's cool You do what you do don't try to save me I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother I'm a sinner, I'm a saint I do not feel ashamed I'm your hell, I'm your dream Nothing in between, you know You wouldn't want it any other way I'm a bitch, I'm a tease Goddess on my knees When you hurt, when you suffer I'm an angel undercover I've been up, I'm revived You can say I'm not alive, you know I wouldn't want it any other way Do-do-do, do-do-do-do-do 
so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Vic. That is such Thank you. Fun. An iconic song. It is just an anthem. You don't you didn't even know you were writing an anthem. You were just no, writing your feelings. Just writing to write. And when don't that came on the radio, you were thinking, I love the yeah. world today. Ka-ching. It was a good year. It was a good year. Oh my God. You've had a lot of good years. That's wow, that's amazing. What a great song. All right. This leads us to the last song. This has been so much fun. I knew it would be fun with Shelly, 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 Shelly. It was just too perfect. I had to do that. And Shelly, I'm going to let you take us home. I requested a song that Shelly did not write, actually, but it is just synonymous with you. It's your song. So Yeah, I mean, the thing about Nashville is um, there's such a rich songwriting community. And I knew that when I moved there in 1989. I was 18 years old. And got to hang out with Harlan Howard and Hank Cochran and Bobby Braddock. And these were staff songwriters. They weren't artists themselves. They were writing for these great artists that would come to town. So I, I pretty, I knew early on that I was going to be an artist that wrote some of my songs, but also kept my eyes and ears out for the great songs that were being written on Music Row. So what happens is artists really, and A&R folks and label folks, they're pitched songs by publishers and songwriters. So we end up having, you know, I'd get in off the road, off of my bus, and I'd go to the label, and there'd be a huge box of CDs that artists and publishers had pitched to me for me to consider to put on my record. So we had a whole team of people listening. I took a box home and I, it was about midnight and I pulled a song out that had been pitched by uh, a publisher, EMI, and I listened to it. I, was, I looked at the songwriters and I was like, Shay Smith, Carolyn Don Johnson, I'd never you know, heard of them. They hadn't really had any hits at that time. Um, but I, I feel like I'd met Shay and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I knew it was a hit. I called Tony Brown, the head of the label, the next day. I said, I'm coming in, I wanna play you this song. And we all agreed. This was going to be the song that we would cut, you know, for the first single. So um, we went, we recorded it, and then that day I had the engineer make a rough, basically a rough mix, so I could take it with me, which isn't always the case. You leave after a long day of recording and you just go home. But I was so excited about this recording, I wanted to take something, I wanted to have it to listen to. I was meeting a couple of friends at Granite Falls for dinner, and before we ate dinner, I said, come out to my car, and I'd parked my car way out in the edge of the parking lot on purpose, not close to the restaurant, but strategically out in the middle of the parking lot because I was going to play it for my friends, and I wanted no distractions. So they got in the car. I made them silence their shoe phones. Yes, it was the big shoe phone back then. I made them silence their cell phones, and they listened in earnest because when you have good friends, they understand that there's no talking when you first listen to a brand-new song or a new recording. So they were being good friends and really listening, and the car was just kind of thumping. I had it turned up. And then I kind of opened my eyes a little bit, and I look, and I see a woman across the parking lot, and she's going like this, and she's jumping up and down, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't let her come over and bother this first listen as my friends listen to this, what I believe is going to be, you know, my big, my big hit. And so I closed my eyes, just kind of trying to will this crazy person away, and I was sure she was a big fan of mine or whatever, right? So I closed my eyes, and I opened them again, and she's getting closer, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to hit pause on this thing. She comes up to my window and yelling at me. And I turned it off. I was a little bit agitated, but I'm always kind of nice. And I rolled down the window and I said, hi. And she said, that's my song. I'm Carolyn Don Johnson. I wrote that song. 
That's cosmic. Wow. I never heard that. And I said, get in. <laughs> and she got in, and we listened together, and I said, and we called Tony Brown, and he said, I'll meet you at the restaurant, and we had a beautiful dinner together, and Tony said, Shelly Wright, that's going to be your first hit, number one record, and it was. So, Martina and Carly and I were kind of hanging out a little bit back, backstage, and you know, I'm almost 50. This song was a hit 21 years ago. And they said, oh my God, we love single white female so much. We were so obsessed with that song. And then when we were eight, is what I said. Um, which is exciting to me, it really is. And I swear, I, I know that artistry and songwriting and musicianship and loveliness is in good hands with these two. I wish you guys a lot of luck. I think you're going to be incredibly successful. So great to be here with you tonight. I knew that every morning you go thumbing through the personal wallet. You grab the latest copy, a cup of coffee, and settle in for a good laugh. I've been trying to catch your eye, but I'm so shy. I'm hoping and praying that today's edition is going to catch your attention. That there's a single white female looking for that special lover to put it in a nutshell. A one woman man who doesn't want no other. Oh, you never can tell. She just might be your dream come true. A single white female. He's looking for a man like you. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm not sure if I should have put it in writing. It might have been a little reckless, a little desperate, but I think I did the right thing. Couldn't go on living, keep it hidden. So I'm telling you everything. My confession. I hope you get the message that there's a single white female looking for that special lover to put it in a nutshell. A one woman man who doesn't want no other. Oh, you never can tell. She just might be your dream come true. A single white female is looking for a man like you. A one woman man who doesn't want no other Oh, you never can tell She just might be your dream come true A single white female He's looking for a girl like you oh. Yeah, I'm looking for a girl like you Tina, I love you, Ruby. I love you, Mom. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. I have talented friends. I'm very lucky. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to All Arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour right here over the air on our live stream at WLIW.org radio and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on 88.3 WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Music